0: I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dante, left-hand dribble, in the lane, underhand scoop, and the company scores. Dante Edson with nine points on 4 of 6. You are locked on Jack. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. It is Locked On Jazz live on a Thursday. Facebook edition coming your direction. The Jazz go to the break on a win. We'll take your Facebook questions on this Thursday as well. And was that Dante Exum we saw? Yes, Dante Exum we speak of. He seemed to arrive last night like we've all dreamed of, or at least parts of it. It is locked on jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Hope you're doing great today as we come to you on a Facebook Live edition of the program. Our Facebook Live Show is brought to you by our friends at Shamrock. Auto Group, so glad to have Rob Thomas, oh wait, Rob Taylor, and the group uh, with us, as they always have been, and uh, appreciate them. That was on purpose, everybody, for those of you who don't remember the story uh, of times past, but uh, Shamrock Auto Group's been a nice sponsor to Locked On Jazz and been a sponsor of our Thursday Facebook edition. I actually have like a little camera it's coming in on me today or like a light. So it kind of almost looks professional. I don't know. It's kind of a little weird. It's over there. I gotta, it's like it's actually lit correct. I, I, I fixed my hair a little bit. That's because one of my dearest high school friends has randomly kept showing up watching these. And so now I have a standard um, I have to look at. Right. Like, I, you know, it's like, I, you know, the rest of you. If I look like hell, you're used to it. But like, one of my high school friends? Like, no, that's the exact opposite is true in life, isn't it? Haven't you found that the friends that you were high school friends with in junior high and high school are still your closest friends today? Because if they can handle you then, you know they can handle you now. I'm not sure I like this light. It actually might work too well. You might actually be able to see me. All right, so get your questions at the bottom on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. If you've got any questions, we'll get to those. Those are always a large part of the show. We'll do our regular pins across the world. Uh, if you haven't heard the Scout already, he's really pretty good this, this time. Uh, Scott Rogers, who does our uh, Emmy Award-winning broadcast and does all the graphics and Oh, that's a big Lockdown NBA listener and says that this is one of the better ones. Uh, So make sure you grab that. And then uh, we'll do – here's the plan for the week. We'll do pack tomorrow. So any pack questions I'll get to tomorrow. And then uh, I'm off. I'm going to take Monday and Tuesday off. So the next Lockdown Jazz will be Wednesday because it is All-Star break. Um, And I'm very excited for All-Star break. You always are. Um, I think in this job, you never think you're tired until all of a sudden uh, you are, and then you get fired up at it. So let's do it. Let's do our pins across the world uh, and get it started today. You can always submit your pin at DLock uh, at zero nine at com. That's DLock at gmail, DLock zero nine at com to send me your pin. All right, this one just came in last night, so let's do it. Uh, this is... Uh, Hi, David. He said Dave, but it's David. Uh, I was born and raised in South Jordan, Utah, but put my pin in Henderson, Nevada, where I now live with my wife and kids and work as a firefighter paramedic. Thank you very much. For the Las Vegas Fire Department. Well, thank you, Jeff. My passion for the Jazz began in the 93-94 season. I was eight years old then, watched every single game on TV as I would record my own stats for my Jazz in my notebook. The next morning, I would wake up and check the sports section of the Deseret News to see how many of my stats compared to the official ones. I would also mute the TV in order to do my best hot rod impersonation, and pretend like I was doing the play-by-play. I think I like you, Jeff. Uh, Throughout my childhood, I informed everyone I met that I would one day be the broadcaster for the Jazz. This continued through high school, where I did play-by-play for our basketball and football teams into college, where I majored in communications. However, I eventually discovered a new dream and passion of helping people in need, and therefore pursued my current career with the fire department. What what he really just said right there is, I thought I wanted to do what you do, and then I realized what you do is the most self-centered... Not helping people at all in the world, and so I, I, I became bigger and smart. No, I'm, well, somewhat true. Being a firefighter, so, paramedic is certainly a much better profession and worthwhile thing than what I've done. Uh, I listen to your podcast every day and work while I'm in the kitchen, cooking lunch or dinner for my crew at the firehouse, and they've all learned by now not to bother me when it's playing. I still make the six-hour drive up to Salt Lake several times a year to take my family to a game and love to possibly meet you sometime. Keep up the good work. Go Jazz. No, Jeff, you keep up the good work. Thank you very much. From Henderson, uh, Nevada. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to it. Uh, last night the Jazz win. They looked really good. Portland looked awful, um, as much as you know, as much as anything. Um, and I and the story I think from us all season long is we've kind of, I've said numerous times I'm not evaluating Dante night in and night out. I'm giving him forty games. Uh, let's let him kind of breathe for a while. We saw uh, last night was game forty two. Uh, in the last two or three games, we've seen kind of bursts of speed. Of uh, we saw a one-handed, off one-foot dunk last night that, frankly, I didn't know he could do. Every other dunk I've seen, on him has been off two feet. Uh, we've saw an explosiveness to the basket out of him. Uh, there, there was a little bit of a difference to kind of who Dante was uh, last night and and how he has really played. If you kind of go back to game, f- his thirty-sixth game of the year. Um, he still had some turnover issues, but you kind of look back now at his his final seven games before the All-Star break. He shoots 54% from the field. Uh, he shoots 23% from three. Maybe he, you know, he guy shoots 29% on jump shots. Like at some point, that's going to be a while before that happens. He averaged eight points, two rebounds, two assists. He did turn it over twice in 18 minutes, which is too much. Uh, but we see a little bit of a... Of a spurt there of him, kind of what we are all hoping for. What we really saw, which we hadn't seen, frankly, at all. Um, we saw him in the last seven, eight games, and particularly last night. And again, against last night, we got to be a little honest. It's really against a terrible defensive backcourt. Uh, but we did see the bursts and the plays and the things that make us, you know, remind us why he was drafted fifth. So, why, you know, why was he the fifth pick um, of the draft? And I think that's what's been – what to me is most important. For a while there, there just – there wasn't anything. And he just – you know, he went through all the young kid things that happened. And, uh, and in turn, he, you know, he looked, he looked like it. And I, I, I've said this and I'll still say this. This is what, – what, what's going on with Dante that's incredibly difficult is he got hurt before he has any idea how he's going to be successful in the league and so he and now he's trying to recover from an ACL and figure out who he is as a player in the league at the same time and that that's a tough matchup that's a tough mix uh, maybe he's learning oh i'm a driver i'm a creator because i'm certainly not a shooter yet and i got to be a defensive player And frankly, I've got to be in tune to the game plan. There have been too many times this year where he has not executed the game plan correctly. Um, And so he's probably learning, oh, my pre-preparation work's got to be better uh, than it was. So last night was really exciting for Dante. Great way to head to break. Great way to head down to New Orleans feeling good about himself. Uh, And we'll see how that plays. One thing we've been talking a lot about is the idea of Joe Johnson and Rudy Gobert uh, playing together uh, without any other bigs. And... It's really hard. As long as Joe Johnson is Gordon Hayward's backup, which is really what he he is for the majority of his minutes, it's, it's almost impossible for that to happen. It actually feels to me, as we go to the second half of the season, if Dante can play, that it's huge. Because then Dante's the backup to George. Alec becomes the backup to Rodney. Joe Ingles becomes the backup to Gordon. And Joe Johnson becomes the backup to Derek Favors. Boris Diaw becomes the backup to Rudy Gobert. Now that leaves Trey Lyles out of the rotation, which is what we saw last night. You know, I don't love that, but we may not. You know, it may it may be time for that, and that's not really his fault. Uh, We just have too many guys. Uh, Frankly, the trade deadline coming, the one move I keep talking about is the idea of taking the point guard imbalance, which is four point guards, and trading them for another wing. I, every time I bring this up, everyone says, well, you already, we already have too many wings, right? But then you just call Joe Johnson a four. And I also think, and I, I haven't looked at this, uh, I actually have this on a spreadsheet somewhere, so I'm going to look it up. And I, I, my instinct, uh, well, some of this is knowledge. My instinct is that Alec Burks. And Joe Ingalls are a much better combination than Joe Johnson and Alec Burks. In fact, so I know going into last night, and um, I don't know how fast I'm risk. How about I give you going into last night, and then I'll update it and see. Going into last night, when Alec Burks and Joe Johnson were on the floor for 158 minutes, which was the most amount of minutes that Alec has played with anyone, we're oh. minus 6.4 uh, in that time period. Per 100 possessions, minus 10 overall in 158 minutes. So minus 6.4 in 158 minutes with Alec and Joe Johnson on the floor together. Alec Burks and Joe Ingles are actually minus 1.1 as well. Um, So that's a little surprising, but it's better, frankly. Um, Alec is plus with Rudy and Gordon and George Hill. Um, He hasn't played with Rodney hardly at all. He's only played seven minutes with. He's even with Trey Lyles. Uh, so I, but my instinct is that Joe Johnson and uh, Alec Burks together end up being too too ball stoppy. Uh And so maybe if you can make that Joe Johnson at the four with Ingles and Burks, is, and then you just you know you play her. But that's how that's how I look at. It. Last night we got that lineup back out on the floor, but we did it in different ways. We did it uh, with Joe Johnson. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find where we. These were all with Boris on the floor. So then Joe Joe Johnson slid to the five to the four with Dante George Hill Joe Ingles Joe Johnson and Derek Favors uh, for two minutes we were plus two, and then Rudy Gobert checked in and that lineup was even. On the next stint, Boris and Joe Johnson played together a lot, probably to keep the ball movement in. Um, then. Joe Johnson came back and played small again. And in that, and that's when the Jazz blew the game open. When the Jazz had Derek Favors, Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, Joe Johnson, George Hill on there, plus three. Then they, Gobert came in, they were plus nine for a span of two minutes. Uh, And then the next, then there was another substitution here that was Dante coming in the game. They were even, they stayed small Uh, with the next substitution. They were plus five. And their final substitution was still staying small. They were plus two. So Joe Johnson in the as the four last night in a seven minute span was plus nineteen to blow the game open. And we just we've got to play that lineup. Like I don't know how Quinn's going to do it, but we have to play that lineup. All right, let's get to your questions. Those are my thoughts. Today's show is brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. If you are considering purchasing a car or truck in the next few weeks, give Rob Taylor and Shamrock Auto Group a call. They'll save you money. They'll get you a super nice vehicle, and they're priding themselves on a super quick buying experience. Uh, it's an interesting story. So Rob is in the car business world, likes it, does all these things, goes to buy some cars, know exactly what he's going to get. And suddenly, he, as he said to me he was telling the story, I knew the car I wanted. I knew the make I wanted. I knew the year I wanted, and it still was difficult. Like, this business is jacked up. So he decided to... Uh, that led him actually to getting in the business. Thought there was a gap in the business uh, on how to do things. And he'll promise you, out-the-door pricing in five minutes, test drive by yourself, buying experience under an hour, full-service, can-do financing, in-house, and extended warranties, value-driven, and a car fax on every car. He then... Bu- the first thing he did is his general manager is a thirty year mechanic, so that means that you know they know the quality of every single car there 's no question there 's no guesswork there 's nothing of that sort um, that they 're doing as they uh, you know as they uh, run their car dealership and so therefore it makes that experience so good for you so they 've been in business for about a decade. Um, They're huge fans of Locked On Jazz, so thank you very much for that. And you can give a call at 801-319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. They're in Pleasant Grove. Uh, The address is 203 North, 2000 West. Um, 2000 West is the same road as North County Boulevard. So it's right off exit 275 in Pleasant Grove. Hope you stop by. Hope you take the all-star break to go see Rob and the guys. All right, we're taking your questions now. Let me send that out. We are taking your questions. Who's we on Facebook Live? All right, let's do it. Let's get to them. Let's see what we got. Are an audience of like 12 people are watching. Let's see what the questions are. Uh, Rudy is good, but the ball handling and going to the basket needs attention. Really? It's a lot of greatly improved from a year ago. Um, I think he's pretty good. Kyle Ireland, what's the pack for East and West All-Star rosters? I can look at that tomorrow if you don't mind, Kyle. What do you see as more valuable to Jazz going forward, Hood or Ingles? Seems like at this point, if we keep Gordon and Hill, we can't keep both. Uh, I actually haven't done all the salary cap math, but I think it's an Ingles-Burks question. Rodney's number is still small. Rodney becomes an issue in a little bit when his uh, when his contract. Uh, when he goes through it and maybe that's sooner than I am thinking it is since he was the draft after go bear, it would be this next off season that they, but they have another year and then uh, frankly can, let me see if I can find this for you. And first I had to get a ad for fist fight. I don't want an ad for fist fight. What um, that movie looks terrible. Wow. Basketball insiders is really selling, selling it. I like it. Um, all right, let me see if I can find the Jazz salary situation. Uh, if we do, you know, the number we have to keep George at gets to be pretty high. This all gets really tight because Gordon in 17, 18 is going to be at 30. Derek's at 12. Joe Johnson's at 10. Alex already at 10. Whoa, that was terrible sounding. Um, so uh, we're going to find another site to use there um, for the salaries. That was awful. Um, Probably saw me jump. So I think, but I haven't, it, you know, there's so many variable pieces. I actually haven't dug, I don't know why. I'm usually so into these kind of things, and I have not dug into uh, our salary situation as deeply as I usually do. I just kind of think I'll deal with it when they resign Gordon, if they resign Gordon, and then, or if Gordon resigns, and then from there try to figure it out. Um, so, uh, but I think. If you're trying to re sign Joe next year, it he and Alec are the two. So um and Alec's got ten point five this year and eleven point two next year, which is just a great contract. Rodney's situation is two point three for uh Rodney, remember Rodney and Dante come up at the same time and for, Rodney comes is at two point three next year. Um and I guess he has the extension so he would kick in the year after or you just keep him as restricted at three point four million and see what happens with the market. Dante will be at six point six million uh in eighteen nineteen. All right, let me go back to. But I mean this roster will only look this way for this year. I think that's probably what's important. Uh, how many wins the rest of the way? I don't know if we can get fifteen, we win thirty, we win fifty, right? That would be cool. Thoughts on the Qualtrucks uh, patch. I think it's incredible. I think it's you know great by them, great by the Jazz. Um, there's a side note to this, by the way, that all the patch money goes into the pot and gets divided out equally amongst all the teams. So it's actually a really big small market win uh, for those for those teams. But I think you know the way the Jazz have done it to support cancer is just this organization's perfect. Do you think as the season gets closer to ending, Coach Snyder will be locking down an eight- to nine-man rotation in anticipation for the playoffs? Maybe. That nine, though, means that you've now benched probably Boris D. Out and Trey Lyles. And you're going to need some of that in the playoffs. It, it's going to be very complicated uh, if we're completely healthy the rest of the way. Uh, but there will probably be some tighter rotation things as we head down. You don't want to go much lower than 9, and you probably want to stay at 10 just to keep guys healthy. Uh, looks like you're really tired right now. Maybe with my screen, but totally pixelated. Um, well, am I pixelated or just look like crap? I don't know. Favors trade. Why? Uh, maybe because Derek wants a different role and wants the ball more, and now it's Rudy's team. Sure, uh, he does. He's making 11 this year. He makes 12 next year. It's an incredible contract. He's up for an extension if you have cap room. Um, you'd have to. Who plays power forward? If you trade Derek, um, would be the real question. I guess I would ask is who's who's playing? Like, are we getting? Yeah. Here's the tricky thing about the trade-down. we got to get better. right? We're trying to make a playoff run. we got to get better. So if you trade Derek, who's playing and how are you getting better? Better to fall to 6 and play Houston than stay 4 or 5 and play the Clippers? No, because my daughter has a golf tournament in Vegas that weekend. And so I'm trying to figure out how I can get to her golf tournament and our playoff games. And so if we're playing L.A., home or road, road, frankly, be easier. I can drive in between for the five hours, and Houston I can't, so no. Dante impressed me last night. I agree. I thought he looked great. Uh, what are your thoughts on the hustle stats list on the NBA site? I saw that Rudy and Derek are among the top screen assists and wonder how to put that in perspective. I mean, I think it's important. You set a screen. It opens up a uh, guy for a shot. It tells you a little bit about how we run our offense and how much we do. Uh, We're low on passing assists, and that's often because our guys are dribbling off of a screen to get their look and get their action. And so that's showing where maybe if you suddenly add screen assists and passing assists, you'd suddenly have us at the same number as everybody else. Uh, I think it shows you the value of of the big picking, and I think it matters a great deal. Is there something going wrong with team chemistry? The body language during the three-game loss was telling. Um, Do they... Like each other. Yeah, I think they like each other. I also think they were tired. I think they'd been together for six months. I think, guys, everybody wants... You know, everybody in life is interested in their own personal... establishing their own personal value before anything else. Okay, When I was a talk show host, I wanted my own personal value. Um, You know, before I was worried about being helpful to the team. And... I think at this point of the season, that rears its head uh, a little bit more. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, It's the reality. But if you just kind of look down our roster, um, every single one of our guys has their own personal thing that they have to get taken care of that's really important. Whether it's from the younger guys, Trey Lyles and Dante Exum, trying to get established in the league, to... Uh, Joe Ingles, George Hill, Gordon Hayward, who are all free agents, to Rodney Hood, who's not playing right now but trying to establish himself for his free agency. To Don, you know, I just mentioned Dante, but Favors is a free agent a year. Everybody else around him's gotten paid. Then the new guys gotten twenty one million a year. Uh, he's now making eleven. Uh, he looks at Rudy Gobert and sees a guy making two times as much money as he did. Thought it was his franchise. Like there's, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, Ab is trying to figure out his value as he returns from an injury, and so yeah, I think that all that stuff was going on and is going on, and probably goes away a little bit after the break. And I think you're tired of being together. And uh, I think it, you know I was talking to Terry Stotts about it, and basically, uh, and just team chemistry throughout the and He was basically saying this happens to you know it's going on in every team everywhere in the NBA. It's how the league works. So, um, and I thought it reared. I thought it was more evident. Um, in those two games, we were also playing really good teams. I mean, Boston, I think, has won 10 of 11. The Clippers have won five in a row, and they were better than us and beat the crap out of us. So uh, there's a lot to it. Um, Gordon is a pretty quiet person. Because of that, I have a hard time getting a read off of him in the interviews and whether he wants to stay in Utah. Do you have any input? Have you heard him say, no, he wants to win? He wants to win. It's very simple. He's been very straightforward. He's been very honest about it. He's even said, I don't care where I live. I want to win. Uh, they'll get over fifty. They are trending above fifty right now. They need to go at least fifteen and ten. Yes, that is true. I said if we even win fifteen games, one fifty, which is incredible, by the way. Uh, is the fact that Gordon's shooting much worse with AB on the floor largely based on Alec's heavy use of the ball? Um, I think it's related to the fact that you're as when you're playing with Alec, when you're playing with most of the guys, when you're in the system and the structure, you know where the ball is going to go next. And so, therefore, you can then play off it or make your cut. And with A.B., I'm not sure you know that because I'm not sure he knows that because he's playing a different style, a style nobody else on the team represents or can bring to the table. Uh, and so, in that regard, I think it, that's a difficult uh, thing for some of the players. And also, it also, is a pretty small sample size. Uh, I'll do pack scores tomorrow. Are the Clippers just a bad matchup, uh, worse or better than the Grizzlies? The Clippers are really good. Um, they've also beat us like 100 times in a row. So obviously there's a bad matchup, but the real story is that they have three of the top 25 players in the league, maybe four of the top 30. They're really good. They didn't have Chris Paul the other night. Uh, and I might argue that they're not, they're not hurt when Blake has the ball in his hands the way he does right now. What's the chance we trade one of our backup point guards, and what is their value on the market? Probably limited uh, value, and I think there's a chance we trade them. You know, I don't know if there's – we have a, I think we need to add some money too, um, though it's not a big deal. If you're under the salary floor – um if you're under the salary floor, it just means that you distribute that money out to your guys on your team, so um it's not that big a deal. Um but the NBA salary floor let me see if I can find it. Um is, is eighty four point seven and we're at 80. So what I think it's interesting is if there's, you know, the scenario I throw out, is there somebody who plays on a team and has a good wing player um, that would actually help us that you like. And we send them one of our smaller salaries and take a bigger salary back because we can do that right now. And, and then that adds us a little wing depth. Now, Now, you have to decide that you actually, you know... Again, this gets into, do you... When I've brought this up to people that think I'm crazy, um, in the sense that, like, why do we need more wing depth? Um, And my answer to that, as I said, is that I see Joe Johnson as a four. And so, if I can just establish that Joe Johnson's a four, um, you know, then do I have something there? Um, I'm trying to look if there's anybody... You know, trying to find a wing in this league is virtually impossible. There, there, are, there aren't any. Um, Detroit's over the luxury tax, I think, and would love to. You know, you could get someone like them where they trade us somebody, they take back a player, and we eat some. We eat a salary that uh, gets us over the salary floor. It's money we have to spend anyway, and we maybe get a player and we get a pick or something like that. I'm, I'm just looking... Um, I don't see a player there on that roster that would be interesting. So it, you would have to search the rosters uh, a little bit to try to figure that out. Uh, I don't think we would set, trade Howell Neto. People are asking about that. I, I think he's got a value. He can play. He's under contract. Um, I would. That's not a player uh, that I suspect that we move. Uh, what do you think of a trade dealing Lakers sending Lou Williams to the Jazz and draft picks and Howell Netto? I don't think, you know, are we willing to trade? I think Lou Williams is a free agent at the end of the year. Are we willing to trade one of our two first-round picks for a guy that we get for 24 games? That that to me seems really unlikely, particularly as we have the salary problem coming up here in a little bit and, and, and have the salary issue that we have here in a little bit. Do we... Those gar- low-salary late first-round draft picks are going to have to be uh, rotation players for us because we don't have enough money to fill out the rest of our roster. If we pay Rudy, Gordon, George, maybe another player, and then and and have you know Joe back or s- some things like that, you know our other guys are going to have to be. Sm- one or two $3 million players that are young draft pick players. That's that's the only way to do it. So the Oklahoma City pick, or the Warriors pick, which is going to be 30th, and the J- our pick, which is going to be 20-whatever, are really, really important picks um, for our roster composition. And so to trade them for a player like Lou Williams, who you get for 27 games, I think is very difficult. I, I think the trade you're going to make there. Um, unless someone's sending you back like a second-round draft pick that's of equal value, um, I think the trade you're going to make there is the one where the team needs cap relief, and so you send a player their direction who makes much less money. You bring in a player that makes more money because our salary's at $82 million and, and you do it that way. Um, the problem also, though, holds into... You know, we have we just talked about everyone's roles. Guys, we got to find guys that... You know, if I just told you that I think Dante's going to be, you could run Dante's the backup point guard, A. B. is the backup two, Joe is the backup three, Joe is, Johnson is the backup four, out is the backup five. Lyles is already out of your rotation. If you do that, you know you go bring in another guy for Shelvin Mack or Howell Neto or someone or Jeff Withey. Uh, who else is Joel Ball and boy, I'm just trying to pick guys that aren't the well now where do they fit? Right, we go get Lou Williams and Dante doesn't play anymore. Is anyone? I don't. I don't think anyone's pleased with that. Um, so, you know, I guess the question then is, you know, are you willing to trade one of those players that I just mentioned that are in the rotation for someone and put them in the rotation instead? Lance, I will do so. Uh, will Dante be an elite defender again? He's long. He probably has a chance. Seth, I think I answered your question on Qualchex. Um Are the Jazz willing to spend the money to stay and compete? They always have. They never have not. It's an interesting um it's interesting that they uh people always quest, question that around the league it's just not true like we've we paid the luxury tax a few years ago we've always paid we've always been committed uh the new trust arrangement probably means it's a better chance we could do it so um it's good uh Dennis look forward to seeing you this summer uh is there a way to keep all the current players do you think it's possible no what do you think of the trade with the Lakers? Lou Williams for a backup. I just discussed it. Um, does Alec help us win? It's a, it's a question I don't know the answer to. He's got a great talent set. He has got he does a bunch of things that nobody else on the roster does. Um, I don't know the answer to that last question, though. Uh, Jazz need to keep favors. It makes them bigger than most teams, giving them an advantage, and you can't out-warrior the Warriors. I think that's true. I also think if we're going to win a playoff series, it's because Derek gets right and plays well. Right? I mean, I just don't think we're winning a playoff series The Boris Diaz or Trey Lyles the four right now. So if you're trying to win a playoff series, which I think would be the ultimate goal, I think it's a high-achieving goal and pretty far out there, and I think it's going to be really hard to achieve. But if that's your goal, I think you have to assume that Favors is going to help you do that. Um... Does this team have enough sample size to know if Gobert and favors work offensively? I want it to work, but it seems Joe Johnson lineup is great. It is probably, and then it's probably better, and then maybe. But you can't. I'm not sure you can start the Joe Johnson lineup. I think you have to pick some of your spots or have it as part of your rotation. Uh, Do you think more players will put in the same kind of hard work Gordon did this offseason? Sure. If you're on a team where a guy like Gordon puts in the work he put in, and then you see that come to fruition, I think you're more likely to put in the same kind of work if you have it in you. You're right. You gotta you gotta be that you gotta be special. You gotta have it in you. Not everybody's special. You know that from your office. Uh hello from Perth, Australia. Is Dante playing well last night all him or the Blazers back? I think if we're honestly, Ashley, it's a combination. Uh we gotta understand the Blazers backcourt is the worst defensive backcourt in the NBA, and he took advantage of that, but that's also not something I think he could have done thirty games ago. So I think it's great. Uh I hope Lyles works like Hayward in the offseason. You know, Lyles worked really, really hard this offseason. I, I you know Lyles actually was the probably the one who was commented the third most of behind Derek and Gordon for their hard work in the offseason. Uh, I think we're halfway through the process. I think that a 10-year mark is when you can measure up to the Spurs front office, development, personnel, player, talent. What do you think? Hard to keep teams together for 10 years. I have no idea what this roster looks like, but maybe... Um, you know, if we re-sign Gordon, and you know Gordon and Rudy and hopefully re-sign George, and those are your three pieces, and you're building around that and plugging in your pieces and trying to keep Rodney and seeing how Dante develops, um, I think so. Uh, still waiting to go skiing. I promise I won't mess it up. All right. I, I, I doubt. No, I'm just kidding. That's possible. Uh, with the rule changes geared toward offense less physical, what does it seem like injuries are at an all-time high? I think injuries are all-time high because the other players, because the athletes are so incredible. We talked about this on the air last night, that why the young players get hurt is because they're, they're in great shape. They've been playing their whole lives. Been doing, but everything suddenly is happening faster and quicker and gaps are falling faster. And so, therefore, when they suddenly set that foot, they're not on balance. They're a step behind or they're rushing or their body's off of this and then it explodes. Or they pull a hamstring or they turn an ankle. It's just, the game's so fast. And the, and if you actually think about it, the young players get hurt more than the older players. The older players have figured out the speed, figured out how to play. These young guys come in and just everything's going at a million miles an hour and you're just not functioning uh, nearly the same way. It's like if you've ever surfed and all of a sudden the wave gets a little bigger, it's faster and you yeah. Well, that's, I think, what indirectly is happening. And so then when they set that foot down or... Whatever it is, they, they go up for that layup, they're off balance, but they get hit, they get hurt. Um, I think that's just a case of the, these the jump from being a collegiate or an international player to being uh, NBA players is just so magnificent that it's really, really hard for them. All right, I need to wrap this up in a second. Um, I mean, come on, we're picking on Trey Lyles who played like a minute? Come on, Blake. Uh, Robert Jensen, is that Robert Jensen of... Of the great RV fame. Uh the trade in these happen is Axum favors Mac and Neto. No, it's not him, because this guy's swearing, and Robert Jensen's one of the most class gentlemen I've ever met in my life. Um Alright, well, this guy's a jerk. Um and Magic, I don't think he has an impact. Alright. Uh that is Locked on Jazz, Facebook edition. I'll be back tomorrow for Pack Friday, then taking Monday and Tuesday off. Thank you. Today's show is brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. You can call Rob Taylor at 801-319-2250. That's his personal phone number. He's available 24-7. I'd probably be polite about it. I don't know if I'd really call him at 2 a.m. in the morning. He does say he do that. 50% of Shamrock's business comes from prior customers. That's what they do. They, our Shamrock takes care of their customers. they completely upfront and transparent on pricing, and they give you an experience that makes you want to return. Check out the Google reviews. If you're in the market to buy a truck or a car, call Shamrock Auto Group. Thank you very much. It's Locked on Jazz. Happy All-Star break.